1: Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000
0: layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. He's Julian Andrews, and we are recording this podcast today.
1: Yes, we are. And it's another throwback.
0: It's another throwback. uh, Friday morning podcast we're recording. Uh, Julian, I got some news for you. Yeah, hit hit me. Last night. Um, I was playing pickup hoops. We're not pickup hoops. It was a league. Um, and one of my buddies asked me, he's like, "Hey, we need a sub." Uh-huh. And normally when you're a sub like you they either have five guys and you're going to play like the whole game obviously, or they have like seven and you play like 10 cuz people don't let sure. people play. Yeah. We we had like seven and I actually played like 30 minutes. Well. Nice. We're up by 15 probably with like 10 minutes left. And this other team is definitely more athletic than we are. Um But like just they're taking some bad shots, whatever. Uh, Suddenly the lead is like it's tied. And then they take the lead with like 15 seconds left. They go up by one 54 to 52. And whatever. Um, It's like probably not going to win. Okay, whatever. We push the ball up the court. Our guy gets trapped with like four seconds left at like half court. Uh Lost his dribble. Just ugly. Throws it to me over the head. Probably about three seconds left on the clock. I'm in the corner. I take two steps to my right, two dribbles to my right with the ball. And I just like. Heave it up. Turn. And I I heave. And it was actually like a normal looking shot. And swish at the buzzer. Hell yeah, dude. So let's just say that. uh, He's a hero. He's a hero. I am the hero (laughs) at the Bloomington (laughs) Jefferson High School. In which. I don't think anybody saw it. Besides. There there was like a cheerleading practice going on next to us. Like maybe somebody saw. But. But um, but
1: as a sub, you know you're gonna get sub. that you know you're Yay. gonna get that call again. Give me know? the
0: call. Yeah. Yeah. So that was maybe that was you fun. might you might be angling for a full time roster spot. Who knows? You know, uh, my game was pretty ugly besides that part. I <laughs> okay. think I hit like a, a layup on a cut. Um, That's offensively cla- i got
1: the classic shot right there. Yeah.
0: Offensively I always hold my own, but uh, defensively, like I everybody was bigger than me, which is mm. like pretty normal. No. So I just got like absolutely destroyed. And did, like, you run, it, did you run around a lot? I did, but like our team wasn't like a. It's not like a big pushing team. Oh, okay. So even when you do it, they're yeah. kind of like, "Why are you running like that?" And you're like, "Okay, okay. that's a bummer." Yeah. And if I, feel like in, never...
1: I feel like in pickup, like I am horrible. Well, I'm not. Like you're way better at basketball than I am, but I'm really bad in half court. <laughs> yeah. Like so, like you, I need
0: to be on a team that's like interested in pushing. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you uh yeah and like defensively it's always uh like a crappy thing when the guy guarding you is like i got it give me it one-on-one and i'm like god damn it like what is it about me that just looks like i can get destroyed playing one-on-one every time and normally they normally they're right so whatever
1: well uh, you had the last laugh this time
0: i had the last laugh this time yeah sure did uh okay let's go wolves land um the wolves are coming off a 121 to 115 win over the Pacers at. Said- Target center. Um, yeah, big big win on Wednesday night. Uh Wolves, they're just gonna play the Pacers rest of the year. That's what yeah. Tim Connolly wants. Uh they're now two 0 against Indiana. They swept the season series. And the Pacers are 13 and 12, so it's not like a shit team. They're um, good. Yeah. Uh before the game, uh our friend, friend of the pod, John Krasinski made his debut on Ballet Sports North. Um, by the way, I'm just gonna say it like I've been wondering when this is gonna happen for a while. Yep, because he's really good at at radio interviews and obviously he's a good writer and he's a great communicator, yep. which that like, kind of goes with the territory. And, and I guess like the TV thing is different. Like it's a totally different medium, but like, I mean, they have no, no offense to Kevin Lynch, but kind of offense to him. Like he's really bad. Um, <laughs> so it's like, can do, John can do it. He can do yeah, TV. Like he did, he did great. He did yeah. such a good job. He, it sounded like he was doing a radio interview. um, Like just comfortability. And then, yeah. He, he was looking at the 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 right cameras at the right time. Um, he had like this one awkward moment where he tried to give um, Marnie Nux and she didn't respond. He had a good Jim Peterson joke right away that seemed nice. like it wasn't planned. If it was planned, I want to know the difference. Um, so like I'm thinking more about that. Cause a few years ago, they actually did the thing where on Fox Sports North, they would bring in the beat writers. And at the time it was Phil Irvin.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, who's, yeah, I went yeah. to his
0: wedding good friend uh good guy uh but uh it, it doesn't make sense because like i don't want to we've talked about this before like if you're a beat writer these days for an nba team cuz i like bally sports north they they, they work for bally sports but like they're pretty yeah. much timberwolves employees like oh just, yeah like, they go on the team flight like basically like if jim like for example like if jim peterson is too critical of the timberwolves like He'll get a call from, he'll get a call from, (laughs) yeah, from whether it's, yeah, Ethan Caston or whether it's, you know, back in the day, whether it was flip, whether it was, you know, Gerson, whoever. Um, so like the, the, and I think John would agree with me to a certain extent, but like the beat writer position, you're obviously not a team employee. That is different. Like you can be a little more critical, but also you need to be super careful of not being like saying the things that you necessarily always want to say, because, literally your whole job revolves around access and yes, um, relationships, relationships. So like by, you know, if so-and-so is writing an article on Canis Hoopis or whatever, uh, they can write over the hell they want. And I, like, I, th- I think actually we saw like Dane Moore go through that transition yep. of like being super critical of the team, which like deservedly so probably, but then like the more popular he gets, the the more access he needs and, the more he's competing with someone like John in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like, actually, you, you know, you can't be super critical all the time because like you, you have to go see these people every single day. And like, you know, you can't just really, you can't expect to say mean things about a friend. Yeah. And then right. every time you see him like, Hey buddy, like,
1: yeah, right. Unless you're Britt Brit Robson. And unless you're Brit Robson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do like, whatever you want because yeah. you're Brit. Um, I love, I love Brit's work by the way. So that's not a dig at all. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's really interesting. I think I think John is also kind of naturally somewhat positive. Like I think John's John has a good way of you know, pointing out the positive or like it kind of explaining all of the sides of a story which like makes him a good beat reporter because you don't like you want your beat reporter to be um like honest. Like you don't want them to just be carrying the company line, but at the same time you don't want them to just be super negative either because like yeah. theoretically this is somebody
0: you're reading every day
1: about your favorite team,
0: you know? And we, and we, yeah, I was going to say totally. And we've seen that before from people too, right? Where it's like, God, why does this beat writer hate us? Like, Mm -hmm, like
1: mm -hmm. we're right. Yeah. It's like, what can you do? So no, I agree. I think, I think John specifically has a perfect kind of angle and personality to do like a pregame show because he knows a ton and he kind of naturally already has that vibe. Um, I also think he has a ton of credibility, like just to, give John a little, a little more credit. Um, like I I don't feel like John has to dramatically change his reporting to like meet the, the team to, to maintain the relationships. Like I feel like the players and the coaches like, know he's giving them a fair shake. So even if he does write something that's negative, he's never unfair and he never like takes, um, I guess like he never like takes quotes or, uh concepts or like uh, things that the players and coaches tell him beyond the kind of scope of the truth yeah um and not to say that other beat reporters lie but like you'll see like some extrapolation i think from some reporters where they're just kind of saying like okay this guy said this to me which must mean this which must mean this and you kind of carry that to its logical endpoint, and then you end up somewhere which is like not the truth um and john just like doesn't do that and i think that gives him a lot of credibility
0: totally i'm i'm with you hundred percent and like you, you you think of we don't want we don't to like make this like beat writer one like yeah, 100 yeah. class or whatever but like <laughs> if you look at like so look at the beat writers like the for like the, the four like I, I guess like there's probably four like main ones right yep. um with like john dane um uh jace um and chris from chris, yeah. from the star tribune um and then the other ones are all like basically like tv people or like people doing multiple jobs or bloggers like or whatever. yeah right yeah. and like they obviously columnists have like a thing they have to do um bloggers like they, they're one extreme or the other um the tv people are on like, like being pulled a million different ways i guess it like it always reminds me of like when you're giving a presentation at work or like taking a test at school like you might still get a B or people might still say you did a good job, even if you're not fully prepared. But like yep. during the whole presentation, you don't feel super comfortable. But as soon as you like study for 10 hours, you are like, Oh wow. I know everything about this topic. Totally. Where, yep. like, John doesn't need to study because he's just around it all the time. And like, yep. so he knows it. So when he does talk about it, it doesn't seem like he's trying to hit talking points. He's just like talking about it. Um. Yep. And then you go from like Dane and like, obviously he has his podcast, which is doing really well, but I don't think besides that he is like a an outlet really. No, like I think yeah. he's on bring the news every now and then. Um and then you have uh Jace who the Pioneer Press and like obviously we think Jake Jace does great work, but like due to the newspaper's limitations, he's being pulled different directions. And you have Chris yep. who works for the Star Tribune, which is Glenn Taylor's newspaper. So um yeah, you know, th- th- there's there's that. So totally. Although I, I love Chris's work, too. But, yes. Yeah, he does a really good job. I totally agree. I just think that there is like that.
1: There's a tension there
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah. Of like, what what can I say? What can I say? Um, and maybe he can say everything. I don't even know. Um, OK, let's go through that game. Uh, 121, 115 at Target Center on Wednesday. Nice night for the Wolves. Yeah, for players who we've been looking to be like, who needs to step out without cat? And it's these four pretty much. And they all did. <laughs> A uh, huge game for Gobert, plus 15, 16 points, 21 rebounds, two blocks. Um, I think he was the only starter besides Kyle Anderson with a plus-minus that, w- that was positive, so that was cool. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had 28 points. Very nice uh, shooting night from him. Edwards, um, he did have six turnovers, but uh, and, and I think he was like eight for 18 from the field, but like a really nice all-around game. 26 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, six steals. And then you had Jalen Noel off the bench for 14 points, and and, and uh, he was a plus 21. So I don't mind the inefficiency from Ant if he's also giving you other categories,
1: you know, yeah. because because I think like the the big like the downside developmental thing from Ant is not is like an inefficient scorer who only scores. Yeah. Um. So when he's doing the when he's giving you the assists and the rebounds and most importantly the the defense like the steals, um, that's like. I don't mind if he's like also kind of working through stuff on the offensive end and i'm glad I, that he's reaching a point in his development where he realizes that he can be shooting poorly and still be playing well you know because like we don't see that from guys some guys in the league
0: yeah no it seems like he's doing like say he's saying the right things um and then like it, it just seems like he's doing the right things as, as well on the court so we'll we'll see um the Wolves are, like, it's their second win without Cat. They've only played three games, so, like, I think it's kind yeah. of a... I mean, overall, though, it's, like, the biggest night for Gobert because I think... Totally. Like, he had a really nice defensive possession that we, we were both sent a text uh, about that. Uh, that was just, like, super impressive. He's engaged, so, like... Yep. I mean, the thing with guys like Gobert and, and like, Cat, who's not playing, obviously, but, like... They're two guys we give shit to you every now and then, more so cat. But like you can never say they don't care because they do care a whole lot. So like totally. I always want to make that clear. Like it's not like these guys are just like mailing it in and they're they're certainly not. Uh they're just sometimes hard to like. Um, but yeah, like like I said, like what you need from those four guys, and then if you have like solid play from a spattering of players like Jade McDaniels, um had a decent night, and then you know, you're gonna get Tareen Prince back soon, who's out with a shoulder injury and like you know, that's, that's another guy that, that they can yep. play rotational minutes too. So, um, I like
1: know. the anecdote about Gobert kind of telling, uh, yeah, not to help. Yeah. Did you read that? Yeah. Cause it's like, you forget sometimes that there are, are super like functional differences too. And just like how the wolves have to play with Gobert. And it's easy to forget that because he's like, seems like a guy like, Oh, he could just plug him in and he'd help everybody right away. But like, no, there's a ways to, that they have to defend around him that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know. It was interesting. Well, and like, you know, like, like we talked about this before, but like, you know, maybe when Cat goes down, Finch is able to go back to the to the well and say like, OK, this is what Utah did to create like yep. a, one of the best defenses in the league with a, a roster that was actually pretty similar to the Wolves. So um, yep. we'll see. Uh, OK, Wolves are 11th place in the West at 12 and 12. Um, but like I went. Take a look at where they are in the standings because it's super duper crowded. They're only one win behind fifth place. So like as we kind of expected here early in the season, the West is just a blind giant bloodbath. But with that being said, we're going to find out where they are in the standings real quick because they have a five-game road stretch uh, And all these teams. Like let's just go through them. Friday at Utah, Rudy Gobert homecoming game. It is Utah's 15-12, six in the West saturday at portland portland is 13 and 11 eighth in the west monday at portland wednesday at the clippers the clippers are 14 and 12 they're ninth in the west and then friday at okc they are 11 and 14 they are 12th in the west if you can go three and two in these games and come out of here at like 15 and 14 or even like i mean if you could go four and one or whatever like because the thing is these are all winnable games which is nice but like they're all losable. Totally. Losable no, I, so. I
1: totally agree. Yeah. It's, this is going to be tough. This is, I mean, this is a stretch that they have to have. Like they cannot go. Oh, and five here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's very much in play or really like one and four. I would not expect them to go. Oh, and five, but
0: it would be nice. I mean, I will say, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I think the most likely scenario is like a three, two, two, three thing. Yeah. But like, it would be nice to like have the stretch and go four now or four and one, and suddenly, like, we look at this road trip and we're like, OK, that was like the point where we kind of saw the Wolves take off. And then, yeah, all of a sudden we look back a month from now or two months from now. And the team is like, you know, 30 and 20 or, you know, whatever. Like where the, where the, they actually like differentiate themselves from some of the other Western Conference teams. Yep. Totally agree. OK, uh, just a side note here uh December 15th uh marks the day that 2022 free agents can get traded so that means Kyle Anderson that means Brent Forbes Nathan Knight Austin Rivers they're they're eligible to be traded so and same goes for across the league so um you know players that were you know signed in free agency are are free to go so maybe we'll see some like moves as soon as like next week right away but we'll see I don't I don't know we'll see
1: I guess I would put my money on no but we'll see
0: yeah, we'll see. But it does. I mean, it it does uh, allow for. Uh, I don't know about you, but like in fantasy football, like last week, especially like last week was like the big trade deadline week in yeah, a lot yep. of my leagues. So totally. it was like a, it was like a goddamn bloodbath. So <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just like, give me trade season in all sports again. I know. Uh, I know. I agree. Okay, let's uh, let's thank our good friends over at DraftKings. NBA fans, the NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknowns. Will the Wolves be able to hang on? Well, can they get to the playoffs? If, if they don't, what happens? Uh, when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, download the DraftKings Sports app, app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyland bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then we want to thank our good friends, always, over at Three Star Sports Cards. They're in Bloomington. They're in Little Canada. They have a website, uh, starsportscards.com. Go to their uh, social pages. Um, some some products we, we we need to do a rip and we need to record it we've been saying that yep. forever so i'm just i'm going to call that out uh, that's an action item for us um but uh new items so NBA Revolution came out on December 2nd that is only a $100 um so same i guess same price as prism i would yep. i would suggest prism if you're going to get one but um it gives the WNBA fans and and you know sports cards collectors more than one brand option. than yeah than totally. just prism which is cool I've, I've seen some of the openings and, and they, they look cool um overall and there, there's like a, a bunch of super short prints cards so um that's cool um and then another release coming out this is coming out on i think it's next week i didn't put the date in here for some reason but i, I want to say it's like mid-december uh, it's 20 and I know like this always sounds backwards when this happens because that's just like how basketball works. Yeah. But this is 21, 22 optic basketball contenders, which means last year's rookie class. And I know it seems weird because it's that's the middle funny. of the season. Uh it's four fifty per box. These are where you're getting your like uh your your high risk, high rewards, your your rookie variation sets, um, your like season tickets. Let me actually hold on one minute.
1: For those of you listening, he's rummaging around behind him. <laughs> Maybe even to grab a basketball card. We'll see.
0: Yeah, so like Julian, like uh, these ones here.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's some nice. glare,
0: but it's like the rookie ticket. I, I just showed him in Jane McDaniels. Uh, it's 2 99 It's a PSA 9. Um, Pretty good one. Not bad Bought it for like 150 bucks It came back in nine. So I, th- I don't think I made any money on the grade, but, uh, whatever, like, we'll see. Maybe he'll have a moment. So yeah. Uh, again, like high risk, high reward, like there's, there's obviously the chance that you get those big guys and then you quadruple your investment, but then there's a chance you don't. And then you're sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, some more stuff around the league. Um, Brittany Griner, has been freed and released uh, via news. prisoner swap. She was there for nearly nine months. Um I mean, we don't, I, I don't really want to get into like the, the trade because I think like, it, I think if you have a negative opinion on this, right. Like, I'll
1: get into it with, with anybody who thinks that we should not have done it. Cause like, what
0: well, the hell? I, <laughs> like, I, I agree. Like, I, I i'm with you like 100 percent like if if you have a negative reaction to this then like that's just like who you are yeah it says more
1: about you than
0: anything else like uh, it's i just
1: don't feel like it should be particularly controversial that the u.s government should be like trying to like free a civilian who's a political prisoner it's just not i don't know just all these people who've all of a sudden become like armchair foreign policy experts it's just insane like oh yeah Oh my God! I mean, we could go into like how arm, like how there has not been less arms dealing in 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 this, you know, the Merchant of Death's in time of imprisonment. Like that's like one view of it. But then the other view is of it is just like, yeah, the government should do whatever it can to get get civilians back. Like it's not, it's just these people who like think that they were like somehow have like insider knowledge, or like they were behind the scenes for these negotiations. Like you have no effing idea what went down here, you know? Like this is this is like. Why is the sports world commenting on this? Outside yeah. of like, we're glad that Brittany
0: Griner is back. I like, know. It, it's I, insane. The amount of people I blocked on Instagram and Twitter Dude, of people crazy. that like people that I knew kind of thought certain things. But then as soon as you like show in their ass, like, you're like, OK, like, why is that? You know, it's it's the uh, it's the old like, I'm happy this happened. But and it's like, nope, just like stop yep. it. Because guess what? Nobody gives a shit about your opinion. <laughs> and, like you're just up. trying to get into arguments with people. So like, just shut up. <laughs> like just say oh, you're happy or there's there's no but like somebody's free after 9 months. It was a very stupid in, in a, day on Twitter yesterday. A, yeah, well, every day is a stupid day on Twitter, that's true. but especially <laughs> yesterday. I agree. Um but yeah, that's fantastic news. Yep. Um just like really great news and you hope that she's able to uh I mean, recover. I guess, yeah, 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 recover. And I know like 9 months doesn't seem like a long time, but uh It's a long time. I I've never been in a Russian prison, so I it seems like it would nine months seems like a very long time. And uh, yeah, yeah. She's going to have to deal with some, some things as she makes that transition back. But, um, we're, 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 we're very happy. So, uh, the 10,000 last podcast is very happy and
1: that's our official position. Yeah. So yeah
0: we're, we're and we're, no buts about it and no buts about it. We're yeah, pro trade. We a plus trade trade <laughs> machine. We give it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, more stuff around the league. Uh, the, the Pelicans they're 16 and eight. They're in first in the West. And this has been without Brandon Ingram. um, Gary. Zion Williamson last four games: twenty nine points, ten rebounds, five and a half assists, sixty six percent from the field. Seems like it's happening. Terrifying. Seems like we're seeing like the Zion like, and it just seems like if we can just keep him healthy, um, you know, yep. it's gonna be really exciting. Um, and then obviously the, uh, the, the uh, silver line and I, not not silver lining. That's not the right thing, but just like the cherry on top here is. Uh, the, they, they own the Lakers pick, uh, right. it's crazy, which like you're going like, to, we might see and granted the Lakers are 10 and 14. So they're, they're fifth worst. So, you know, it's going to be a top 10 pick probably, but like there is a weird world depending how the season goes in which the Pelicans could get the number one seed in the West and they could get the number one pick. It's crazy and it's freaking insane. That's stupid. I mean, and the, the thing is, it's
1: such a good spot it's for wild.
0: any other team. I would be like, screw this team. Why do they need all this? But for the Pelicans, I'm all for it because it means the Lakers screwed up. They're just uh, so likable too. They they are. And sure. the things, we kind of thought they screwed it up. Like yeah, totally. Like, I ah, said Zion, about Zion's not going to be healthy. They didn't really get much for Drew Holiday. Um, they like signed all these like veterans. They kind of did like the deja vu of what they did before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you look and you're like, what team is in a better position? Like the CJ McCollum trade has been fantastic for them. Totally. Yeah. Um. Zion seems like he's back and healthy and you know whatever and like Ingram's hurt right now, but like he's really, really good. He's like, you know, borderline like all star slash all NBA third team guy. Uh I like this team. They're great. They're really fun. Yeah. So um that's that's all that's all I had. I just thought I just wanted to talk about them. No, Um, totally.
1: I'm very, very pro Pelican. I mean, I'm not pro Pelicans because you know, they're beating the teams that I root for. But, you know, if if any team's going to do this, it's fun because we've seen some softness at the top, too, from the West, too. And it's, yeah. like,
0: cool to see a team stepping up. Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, a new team. Um, a new team. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, that's all we got. Uh Everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh We'll be back next week. We're going to try to get into, like, a two-podcast rhythm. I know I've said that forever, but it's just, yes, like, it's been work week. weeks, holidays, very hard. Um And, like, the Wolves haven't been great. So it's, like, I don't want to be... I don't want to come up here and be negative. I want to, we want to be positive. So um Julian, thank you so much for for making the time and uh yeah. yeah. We, we'll we'll talk to everyone soon.